episode. Today, I'm very, very happy to have to introduce uh, Wen to you. I'm really thrilled for this episode to talk uh, with uh, Wen about immigrant women and also how to break the barriers and also to reclaim power uh, once you are in a, in a foreign country and you have to integrate in a different culture. Uh, I'm very happy to be here with uh, Wen. She is also my very first um, guest in this podcast, and I couldn't be uh, more excited about this. Uh, so, Wen, welcome. Thank you so much for being uh, a guest. Uh, just for uh, the intro, uh, Wen, she is also an immigrant woman who spent like more than 15 years in engineering and leadership roles in tech industry. And also she knows very well uh, about how to, um, the challenges of an immigrant woman and also from her experience, uh, how to climb the corporate ladder. But Wen, uh, why don't you introduce a little bit of uh, yourself and tell us uh, more about uh, uh, what we're going to talk about today. Thank you, Linda. And uh, I'm so excited to be the first guest. What an honor uh, to be on your podcast. So mm -hmm. I'm Wen. Uh, I'm a first generation Taiwanese American. Uh, I moved to the US like 20 years ago. I spent 15 years in the tech industry and in the leadership role. I then we have my own fair share of like biases, stereotyping, and even oppression sometimes. And I, in the process of like working and advancing in my own career, I learned some of the challenges that um, most immigrant women leaders uh, might face. And also from my own experience and now uh, being a career and leadership coach, like how other women, immigrant women also face similar challenges and then how we can uh, find ways to help ourselves and other women leaders to really break the barriers that we see everywhere and, and advance uh, in our career. And I think honestly, just have a much better life. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. And I can say that I can totally relate with that as an immigrant woman myself, mm -hmm. uh, trying to pursue a career in a, in a foreign country with uh, a language that's not my native language. And I, I totally can understand the struggle. Uh, but I would love to hear from your perspective as an immigrant woman in tech leadership, what unique challenges uh, have you faced in your career and how have you overcome them? Yeah, great, great question. It, there are so many challenges that I see. And I would say the biggest one is really be aware of the, the cultural playbook that uh, we immigrants bring with us, like some of the shoulds or shouldn'ts uh, that we are so like ingrained in us. And when that meet with the, the foreign culture, and, and obviously, you know, every country, every places have different um, culture. So in that sense, how do we have the awareness knowing like who we are and how we want to like integrate the two? 
instead of trying to lean, you know, way over one versus the other, which is what I did before. Because from my like Taiwanese culture, I was taught to stay quiet and work really hard, don't challenge authority. So that's what I did. Uh, but after I moved to the U.S., especially in the, the tech workspace, right? There are so few women, so many men there. So I basically shifted how I show up by being like assertive, extroverted, and, and aggressive sometimes even, because that's uh, what I feel like uh, the world asks of me. And in the process of doing that, as I continue to advance in my career, I also feel like a big part of me being rejected. Uh, mm -hmm. The part of me that's coming from my loot that I've been you know, pressing it down. So I didn't really feel authentic. Mm -hmm. So the more I do that, the more I grew like I'm happy. <laughs> so for me, it's really a, a journey in terms of exploring what those boundaries is for me and really question uh, all those shoots and then uh, consciously choose how I um, want to leverage and combine and integrate what I learn uh, from both culture and then show up in a way that I get to leverage uh, who I am and really see the opportunity where that gap might be to bring more like diverse voice uh, for me. Um, so I would say like to me that the first is having the awareness of where you stand, how you want to show up and, and make conscious choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also, I am very curious, like since like you have been nurtured to be quiet and uh, soft-spoken and as a woman to not raise your voice and not to create any troubles. Um, how did that impact you in your career in terms of when did you realize that you had to overcome that identity that was uh, implanted in you from your own culture and your own uh, social environment to come to an environment where everybody is uh, they need to speak out. How uh, how was like that that struggle, or uh, how much challenge was it for you? Yes, such a great question. It's <laughs> it's one of the first thing I I feel like I I needed to overcome uh, coming here, especially like here. Uh, I came here for grad school, so in my class, almost like everyone raised their hands, like answering questions. I was like, what? <laughs> So I learned that, especially I feel like in here, uh, uh, in the US and, and, and I bet, you know, in some other countries as well, like being like proactive and, and active, like participating is, is seen as, uh, um, you know, something that's good, that's essential. So from the very beginning, I learned that uh, I, I need to show up so I can have a good, good grade. Right. So I can be seen. And in that sense, I feel it's at that time, I feel the need to push myself right mm -hmm. out of my comfort zone. And, and in a way, it's almost like to survive. And that I feel like it's more like an instinct for me to feel like fitting and to continue uh, on my you know, journey in, in, the, in the U.S. school and then, and then workspace. 
And as I get into the work culture, uh, starting as a um, individual contributor, it's actually still easy for me to stay quiet. I just, you know, I can just keep my head down, do my work, like nobody will need to notice me, things like that. And mm -hmm. then I start to find that um, given some situations, I really have the urge to, to, to change or to improve things, like to help, you know, things uh, evolve. And I, in that sense, I almost like feel that I, I need to speak up such that I can, you know, I can really make the differences. And originally, mm -hmm. uh, I kind of hide myself because I'm also an introvert. And mm -hmm. for the longest time, I thought that, oh, you know, I'm not going to be a great leader because, you know, the leaders that I see in the media, news, what, for example, they're all like, extroverted outspoken charismatic and like oh I'm not like that right but then like my desire to bring about the change that I want to see really grow and my mm -hmm. boss at the time noticed it and kind of pushed me you know into the leadership role and that's when I started to look at things differently I started to think oh how can uh, I uh, see introversion as my superpower, right? To be a great leader. And from there, uh, I started to see, okay, I leverage my introversion as, uh, you know, a place for deep listening and to uh, have the space for like other people on my team, like to be heard and to have the space to grow themselves. And then I, I have, you know, my mission, my why kind of pull me forward even into the spotlight because I really want to see uh, the change. And, and that's when I start to uh, go from a more passive, okay, I'm, I'm forced, I force myself to be seen because I'm surviving to, okay, I'm pulled by what I really want to see and what's important to me such that you know, I almost feel like I don't have choice but to show up. So it's actually very similar to, you know, how uh, I'm talking to you right now, because I believe that, you know, I have important message and stories that I, you know, I want other people to hear. And in turn, you know, I can impact more people that way. Yeah, so it's such a great question. Yeah, yeah. I it's thank you so much for sharing that. Like listening to you, it's it feels so inspiring. And I have like so many more questions to ask you. Like first will be, uh, since you mentioned that you you enjoyed that you joined a new culture where you felt that everybody was acting very differently where you were used to, so, uh. Did you feel, did you ever uh, felt the need that you needed to prove yourself more amongst your peers because you felt that because you were not uh, born, let's say, in the U.S., that you needed to, uh, to double your value, for example, to work some way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great observations and, and questions. Uh, I feel, especially as immigrant woman, you know, the immigrant part, yeah. uh, the disadvantage in our um, 
you know, language, how we express ourselves. And then the other one is being a woman, right? Mm -hmm. So people kind of have different expectations of us. And mm -hmm. for us to really feel like we are, um, I don't know, contributing or bring the best values, it almost that drive is definitely there for us to work uh, other, you know, if not doubling the work. <laughs> And the other one I see a lot is also uh, professionalism because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, if I can do this to the best standard I can, then, you know, no one else can question me. And mm -hmm. that's where I start to see so many like immigrant women leaders start mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, feel exhaustion and burned out, things like that. So it, it is, um, I would say both. One is how the outside world sees and expect of us the stereotype and then the other part which is more like the inner barrier how we hold ourselves to an even higher standard to mm -hmm. make us feel like we're good enough yeah. yeah definitely definitely i would say this is also uh, maybe maybe a limited belief system um and uh, i also have another question for you here i've overheard once uh, somebody here when I am in Germany saying that no matter how much you try to succeed in your career and to uh, climb the corporate ladder, you will never succeed because they will always choose somebody from Germany than you to be in the leadership role. Um, and I've heard this and I didn't want to believe it. Mm. I didn't I, I refused to believe it I I thought that it was a limiting belief mm -hmm. and that I didn't want to incorporate in my way of thinking but how do you think that do you think that uh, like approaching and pursuing a leadership roles as an immigrant woman mm -hmm. uh, how much of an obstacle is that and how much of uh, uh, challenges you have to overcome to reach that point um great question i feel like i share similar optimism mm -hmm. as you do especially as an immigrant woman we leave right we we, we, we left what's familiar to us because we are pursuing something that would fulfill us more or like bigger opportunities or we do this for our families, uh, whatever it is, right? We come with big dreams, right? We come mm -hmm. with big uh, motivation to really make a difference. And so in that front, I know those like perception or external barriers or like how um, it, it's much easier for um the people, you know, in that in their own country to advance and, and in their career, things like that. Um, but at the same time, you know, we can also find many, actually many examples of how other like non-native uh, speakers, immigrants, and really create opportunities for themselves. So in a way, I almost feel like um, if we, um, What's the saying? Um, oh, if you believe you can, 
or you cannot both yeah. will be true. So I, I see it's a, 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 an active choice that we all get to make for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I definitely believe that um, uh, I am in the same uh, philosophy as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned before that you had your boss who pushed you to pursue more leadership uh, positions and, and uh, roles. Um, who other people have inspired you in your uh, career so far and uh, uh, have also supported you and motivated you to go and to um, to succeed in your career? Because not everybody who is immigrating to a different country is pursuing uh, career jobs or leadership positions. Many stuck in their uh, quote-unquote survival jobs mm-hmm. and they just are, are uh, very much lured into their own countries and they as you said like you have the motivation to work to support the country uh, your family in different country but um what was like who are the people who inspired you uh, as a first uh, question and and second what was your motivation to uh, go further in your career and uh, work in tech for all these years and also starting your own uh, business uh, after all these years of being in a different country? Mm, Great, great question. Who inspired me? Uh, So many. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's such a great question because it really had me uh, reflect, right, mm-hmm. on, on my journey, like who really helped lift me up and give me different perspective. Um, definitely, I think one is, you know, the boss who pushed me uh, yeah. because he, he sees something in me that I didn't see, right? Mm-hmm. So he created the, the space for me to, uh, try and explore, you know, and, and, and really like coach me um, to be a good leader. And I, I see so many other uh, immigrant women also along the way, how uh, they are so tired and exhausted, but they are still um, have so much like resilience and, and, and persistence, mm-hmm. right, to keep going because they, they, their own beliefs on, you know, what, on the impact that they can bring. So every time when I, you know, around myself with those women, uh, I really feel, I'm really like inspired. And mm-hmm. the third one, which is so interesting, uh, <laughs> I encountered many, many like white males, uh, mm-hmm. in, especially in the tech space. And mm-hmm. before I would think them almost as like privilege, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like not really contributing much to like diversity and equity, things like that. And those still exist. And they show me how, uh, what kind of leader I don't want to be. And on the flip side, I also see many uh, white males being the, uh, the sponsor and advocate for women. And, and that actually, I, I think, is a great way to like push forward like the world and the change that we want to see. So I would say like, you know, all those people around me, they all teach me something. Yeah. 
And the second question in terms of uh, what motivates me to mm -hmm. go further. When I was in, uh, like when I was a, a leader in the tech industry, what I really want to do is to create the space for people to grow, to reach their true potential. And that's what my boss at the time did for me. And I was like, oh my God, it's such a bless. And, mm -hmm. and I want other people to have that too, because like that period of time I see is like, I have the, the most growth uh, in my career. And I was just like, so happy. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to create that uh, for people. On the flip side also, I've experienced a lot of downs, especially like in the uh, tech startup <laughs> environment. Yeah. I'm like, oh, if I can be that one manager, one good manager where people feel safe and open to really be their true self. Unlike, you know, how I need to struggle and then kind of find my, find my own voice you know, like I want to be that person for my team. I want to bring uh, the, the, yeah, the impact, the change uh, I want to have. I want to create that workspace. I want to be working in for yeah. others. Uh, so that's my motivation, staying uh, in the leadership role in the tech industry. And um, <laughs> this is where my story took a turn. I was actually laid off a few years ago uh, while I was in the leadership role and by, you know, white male. <laughs> so it kind of like brings me back mm -hmm. to, okay, given the situation, I can always go back to the tech industry, find a leadership role. It'll be easy for me, but it actually gave me a chance to step back and really think about, okay, I've done that. And um, what's, what, what's next for me? Like how I want to create impact. And like working for others have been um, a while, right? <laughs> and at that time I have been actually coaching uh, on the side uh, of a full-time job for, uh, for a few years already. So mm -hmm. I, almost feel like this is a, a not so gentle nudge from the universe saying like, hey, wait, you know, go to yeah. what you, go do what you love, show yeah. yourself to the world and you can, you know, keep actually growing your impact in the way that you really want to. So I yeah. took the opportunity to start uh, my coaching business full-time mm -hmm. and yeah, it, it's been a wild ride as well. Uh, so many ups and downs as a, a solopreneur. Um, but what really motivates me is um, really seeing how, I guess, first of all, we always start with myself, how I now have uh, ample time to be with myself, understand myself and continue to evolve and expand myself uh, in a way that I just feel like so much more opens space and 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 also love for mm -hmm. myself and also I get to bring what I learned to other people and and then from there it's uh really seeing the impact mm -hmm. uh, of you know like how I show up in everyone I talk to 
yeah. you know, how I can see my clients really transform themselves mm-hmm. to start like living in, in, in themselves, how they continue to move up the ladder and they actually make more money. So, you know, it, the, the, their workplace become more equitable, things like that. And those almost like small or big changes that I observe is uh, something that most made me to keep going because I, I believe like one person at a time, like we're creating this like republic effect. And then, you know, I, um, my, my mission is to, and I, I call it my 25 year mission. I really want to create a more uh, equitable place regardless, you know, race, gender, sexuality, age, things like that. So everyone can feel like they they have a, a, a place to be themselves and 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 uh yeah and, and be their best self, I should say that to have the environment for them to be their best self. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I can imagine like if if it's one time hard in our own countries to be successful and to to grow as people, it's gonna be a thousand times more difficult in a strange environment. Uh, And uh, uh, how did you decide like to start? I mean, you talk about like being in tech, how did you decide to pivot and to launch your own consultancy uh, business and coaching? And um, who are the people who, uh, mostly come to you for uh, advice or, or or coaching or uh, some guidance. Like, what have you seen so far from your clients? Mm, great question. So, why coaching? <laughs> um, I feel like coaching is like almost like financial literacy. It's so important in our life, but no one teaches it <laughs> right no one teach you how important it is to uh to 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 get to know yourself to to see the clarity of where you really want to go to and, and to have the courage right to go after your dreams uh i my own journey with coaching actually started with myself being coached i was very unhappy like i said uh in my corporate uh, leadership journey at that time and and then um I, I I didn't know what to do like you said like the the collision of the culture where I feel like inauthentic um I didn't know what to do and that's the time I actually found myself a coach and mm-hmm. I was like ready to really just give up everything <laughs> And uh, with the coach, uh, he helped me understand like what's causing me pain Mm -hmm. and what is it that I really want for myself. um, I would say like for like the longest time uh, up to that point, I always say yeses to other people and to put other people in front of me. And Mm -hmm. that was the first moment. I was like, okay, what do I really want, right? What can I say no to so I can enable a bigger yes for myself mm-hmm. and, and also I like, have the courage to actually do it. Yeah. So after those coaching sessions, I actually quit my job. I took a year off <laughs> to follow mm-hmm. my vision. And one of the goals that I have at that time was 
to find out what's next for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, coaching wasn't even like high on the list, uh, but because of my own experience being coached, I, mm-hmm. I realized like how powerful it is and also how much it aligns me with my own purpose, right? For me, getting into the leadership role, one of the, the most important things is being able to, you know, help people and impact their career and life, right? So mm-hmm. coaching just completely aligned there. So mm-hmm. uh, from there, I start to explore, oh, is coaching for me, uh, things like that. So I, I did information interview in terms of like understanding what that really is. I signed up for like some trainings to see if I, I really, uh, I have, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the, the skill for it. And it turned out like in that training, I feel I was high almost the entire time. I was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> and that's when um, I, I believe that, okay, I think coaching is for me and that's what I really want to do, hopefully for the rest of my life. And um, in terms of like who comes to me, it's interesting how uh, my each of my clients, I see they're like a slice of me. <laughs> so yeah. I have uh, some clients uh, back from my tech time that they're even my direct report. They're like, you know, when I really enjoy your style uh, and, and now you're a coach, you know, I want you to be my coach to come mm-hmm. to help grow my career. So I have some people who are actually from uh, my direct reports and, mm-hmm. uh, but other like big chunk uh, is uh, like woman, uh, immigrant woman leaders. And I think that's how I um, like best relate to mm-hmm. this group and also this is the group I see, you know, uh, can leverage the help the most, <laughs> right? Because of the, the, the uh, disadvantage we, we, we think we're in. And then, you know, my own experience kind of like uh, with that and kind of transforming, you know, how, how I see myself, how I work, how I impact others. So I think naturally many people uh, are drawn to me uh, when they see me show up like this. Yeah. So, yeah, so like um, I have many different kind of clients, but I would say majority are like immigrant women leaders. And that's where I also, you know, really enjoy uh, the biggest impact in a way, how, you know, uh, they're able to turn around like their beliefs and the barriers things like that and really um you know have the courage to go after what they really want yeah 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 Yeah, definitely and what would you say is one common denominator of these women like a a common thread or a common uh, challenge that they are facing Mm. the um One of, there are a few, um, but the first one came up to my mind is imposter syndrome, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Especially in, um, you know, as an immigrant, as a woman, <laughs> it, it, I feel like it, it, everyone's different, but, but usually for this group, uh, like I said, we hold ourselves to an even higher standard, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so with that contrast, it's almost like we, we are not confident enough 
especially when like new opportunity comes or when uh, we, you know, feel the need to fight for ourselves to for like a better uh, the opportunities, for example, uh, or feel like uh, the need to speak up, but then kind of like shy away from actually doing it. Like this duality of like uh, wanting to be seen, but also fear of being seen, right? So that's where uh, I always work with people when they feel like they uh, they have the limiting beliefs that making them small and we start to like, um, create awareness around this and help them kind of turn that around into something that will be working for them. Yeah. 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 I can relate to that so much. As a matter of fact, like fun fact, uh, I have been like uh, also uh, laid off and uh, I was talking to my mom and, uh, this, this morning and I told her that I actually, um, I am, I found a new opportunity. And uh, my mom, first thing that she said was, oh, okay, be quiet in the beginning. Don't talk too much. Uh, make sure people will like you. And I was trying to tell her that me being laid off wasn't because people didn't like me, but things happen in business. And I, I, I want to be more respected than being liked. Yeah. I understand my mom's perspective that um, she's a woman of all generation and in her times you have to be liked as a woman, you have to talk less, you have to, um, you know, uh, put your head down and uh, do not uh, uh, disagree with anybody, uh, don't have an opinion basically. Yeah. But what I've learned is all these years of me not having an opinion didn't let me anywhere. I think the moment I start having an opinion, mm. I then I saw the change. And, and then I wanted to ask you uh, on that. Uh, when was the moment that you saw to yourself you saw yourself changing? And from like to circle back to what you mentioned before of um trying to be quiet and agreeable all the time and likable and people pleasing, I would add, because I know I am. Yeah. Um, uh, when was the moment when you said, you know what, enough is enough. I cannot be anymore this when, if I want to achieve that goal. When was the moment you said, if I want to achieve that thing, I have to be a different person? Mm -hmm. such a great question and, and thank you for sharing your story uh and yeah. with your mom that's such a perfect example of the cultural playbook that exactly. we and 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 oftentimes uh, i want to also point out here because for me um i i it, it took me a while to uh really take responsibilities about like uh how i what i do and how i show up right mm -hmm. and like you said for uh, our last generation that's how they are taught also growing up and that's the only way they know so they want us to be safe in a mm -hmm. way that you know they keep teaching that to us and, exactly. and and but the the time has evolved right what worked then doesn't work now especially when we're in a foreign country right in a completely different culture so it's really up to us to be 
aware of those like conditioning that we inherit and then really pick and choose to see uh, what works for us. And the moment uh, that I see myself changing, um, ah, I think the most pivotal moment is um, the time when I uh, first started coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, because for the longest time, uh, I, you know, worry about how other people think of me. I don't want to disappoint my team. I don't want to like leave them behind per se. So there are so many like stories that I created uh, in a way to like keep me stuck. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how I grew so unhappy. And and at that time, luckily, like I knew, okay, if I don't have the energy to change it myself, then I need help. Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 um Coaching is the thing that helped me really connect back to who I really am and how do I want to show up regardless how the world sees me. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, from there, there's uh, so much freedom that comes with it. <laughs> the uh, It's almost like in the world of seeking external validations, I learned that it's like, if I can provide that to myself mm-hmm. and I don't need to seek elsewhere, right? Then I can um, be, be me, I can be powerful, I can show up however I want. And of course, it's not like an overnight thing. I almost yeah. feel like every time when I experience pain and mm-hmm. before I want to push it away, but now I learn my pain is actually uh, the compass that yeah. leads me to my next growth. So mm-hmm. in the sense, wherever I feel the pain, like, you know, how I was laid off before <laughs> and I follow that pain, I grow myself. And that's how I, you know, decided to, uh, start coaching full-time that really um, pulled me mm-hmm. uh, outside of my shell that I do need to show up completely differently well yeah. well in terms let me reward that it's not completely differently but I should say really show up yeah because we like I show part of me yeah right at work and different situation but now like when I'm in my uh growing my coaching business, I feel like I I have to show up fully. Mm-hmm. And, and and I want to show up fully because that's that's the only way it will work and that's how it can be meaningful for me. Otherwise, I'll just kind of go back to you know whatever. Um, uh, but I choose to show up fully and and that's usually how other people also resonate and respond with me. And that's how I, you know, continue to create the impact. Yeah. That's amazing. I really like that. And I, I fully resonate because I feel like, as you said, the, the pain is redirecting and reshaping us in, mm-hmm. in ways that we never thought before. Like uh, you, for example, you realizing that 
you are responsible for yourself and you can do so much more than you could do in a in a tech uh, leadership position and you get you are so much more than a tech professional you are also an immigrant woman who brings cultural experience from a uh, very uh, also a variety of uh, ways to see the same thing which is very important yeah. um and also i believe that uh, all these years of you growing up and like witnessing all these changes and seeing this in other people it's yeah. amazing like how can you not only empathize, relate also, and help them because you understand what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, I want to uh, to, to uh, basically uh, ask you, what would you say to the people who might be listening and they are also immigrant women uh, in different countries? What is um, a, a piece of advice that you share uh, with them? that they might be going through some struggle with their imposter syndrome or with their leadership roles or uh, anything related to that? Mm, uh, Advices. The, um, there are a few things actually, uh, because I feel like it's such a a complex uh, Mm -hmm. question and and everyone's situation is different. Uh, I would say for people who are thinking to get into the tech industry, it's never too late. I have seen so many talented uh, women actually coming out of bookends, et cetera, you know, being a strong contributor to the team. So it it is never too late. And the other thing uh, I would say is um, really understand uh, your values and priorities, because in that sense, it will help you to uh, choose a work environment where you can really thrive. Mm -hmm. Um, And wherever uh, you make decisions, um, just really examine the decision to see where they come from. Is it fear-based because you feel like you need to satisfy someone else or you fear of other people's judgment, things like that? Or is it more a growth conscious-based kind of decision because you are curious, right? To learn, to find out more and to grow that way. So almost like having that curiosity and growth as your compass and in that sense, like I think like it's not even not only like in the tech industry, but uh I, I feel like we'll have much more uh easier <laughs> uh life when we follow our curiosity, trust ourselves to to know what will be next for us. And there is no mistakes because everything that we do, we learn more about ourselves. So uh, almost like uh, shaving away that super high um, standard for ourselves and, and just be in that moment in, in uh, be present, follow your curiosity and, and leaning to your intuition to see where you can contribute. Yeah. 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 hundred percent agree with that. I really love that. Um, yeah, well, when thank you so much for being my uh, first guest 
on this episode and this podcast. I'm honored that uh, you came here and shared your story and you share your experience as well. I could hear you and I could definitely see also like myself being there I was thinking like oh my god I have been there I can definitely resonate with this this is amazing that I can hear from a different person from a different culture that you moved across seas it's amazing and very inspiring thank you so much for sharing this Mm. Um, and as a last thing to say uh, where can people find you people who want to connect with you and uh, um, learn more about your coaching Mm, yeah, thank you, Linda, for this opportunity. It is such a wonderful conversation. Uh, yeah, I feel very listened to, and and you know, I love the platform to share my stories and and hopefully you know inspire some other immigrant women <laughs> to have a better life. And um, if the audience want to find me, I'm active on LinkedIn. So if you type in Wensu, W-E-N space H-S-U, uh, you will find me on LinkedIn. And my website is uh, wencoaching.com. So I have my newsletters where I pretty much write like weekly to share my learning. So if you're interested, if you like what you're hearing here, I welcome you to to subscribe to my newsletter as well. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you you so much. Thank you, Linda. Thank you.